Did you know that the 4th of July is on a Thursday this year? That's going to be a full weekend of fun out on the deck, four days. But if your deck isn't what it used to be and you aren't using it for great family gatherings, you need to call my friends at All Weather Decks. All Weather Decks is a 24-time winner of the Angie Super Service Award. And they probably help one of your neighbors. Click on the map link at allweatherdecks.net. Call All Weather Decks today at 913-206-1974 or go to allweatherdecks.net and mention you heard it on 810. Call now and relax. The show that takes you home. The Home Stretch with Sterling Holmes on ESPN Kansas City. 1510 AM, 94.5 FM, and the ESPN Kansas City Facebook page. Welcome to the Home Stretch, ESPN Kansas City, 1510 AM, 94.5 FM, 1510.com, and Facebook Live. Live in studio on a beautiful Tuesday afternoon. Dylan Michaels behind the glass. What a great day. Some days you're, just, you're like, you know what, it's a good day. It's a great day. We're January 17th. It's not freezing outside. The Chiefs know who they're playing. They're playing the Jags at home. They don't have to deal with Carl Sheffers as their ref. KU and K-State are playing basketball tonight. I've had like six coffees today. Life is good. Life is good. Dylan, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you? I, I'm, I'm fantastic, man. Yeah. It's a good one. So some days, you're, you're just happy. I'm happy today. It's a good day. Sports are on. KUK State tonight. Mizzou gets to play tomorrow. Only a few more days until the Chiefs play on Saturday. And again, like I said, no Carl Cheffers. He'll be refing the Bills and Bengals. You know what that means? Anything could happen. Anything could happen. We'll start touching on this weekend slate of games shortly. Um, but I do want to talk a little bit more about this past weekend and what all transpired with the collapse of the Chargers. Joe Lombardi, the offensive coordinator, is now out. Now, this does not surprise me. I don't know if it surprises you, Dylan. I didn't think Brandon Staley was going anywhere. Joe Lombardi is the, the guy I would point to that says, yeah, that's probably the guy I would choose for a multitude of reasons. Chargers don't want to pay two head coaches. Chargers have already had to pay a massive relocation fee to move from San Diego to L.A., and Joe Lombardi, in my opinion, was holding back Justin Herbert this season. So I'm not shocked. One of the things I will say is with Brandon Staley, he feels like a dude who is in over his head right now. And clearly, I would say Brandon Staley is in over his head right now with some of the decision makings or decisions he has made, including playing Mike Williams in a meaningless game, playing Justin Herbert after he had mushed ribs against the Jags earlier on this season. Uh, his decision-making, whether it's aggressive or then not aggressive enough in certain situations. But Brandon Staley feels like a guy who would all of a sudden get fired, be an amazing defensive coordinator for three or four years, get another job as a head coach, and crush it. I think the Chargers are saying, if we can stick through the down seasons with Staley, 
we've seen enough to believe that he might be the future head coach that turns this team around. I'm not saying I believe in that, but I could see how the Chargers front office and brass would think that. What do you think about Joe Lombardi getting canned while Brandon Staley keeps his job? I just think that's Spanos family not having the funds or the required competence to get a good coach, I feel like, is just Chargers being Charger. Chargers chargering. Chargers chargering. It was giving the us ultimate a new, charger. A new flair. I, I, I still say, though, and it makes me laugh, being a Chiefs guy, of course, if you're a Chargers fan, this probably does not make you laugh. You've changed quarterbacks from, from Rivers to, obviously, um, Justin Herbert. You've gone from all those head coaches, and then from Anthony Lynn to now Brandon Staley. You've changed cities from San Diego to Los Angeles, and you still choke. You have a kicker who's missed one field goal all season long. None. Inside 50, what's he do? Of course, he, he misses. It is just a unbelievable display of choking that one franchise bears on their back. It's impressive, man. I, like At some point, you almost feel bad for Chargers fans, but then you realize there's like seven of them. So then you go, well, I, I guess that's okay. At least it's going to happen to uh, the team that has the least amount of followers. I will say, why did they move to L.A.? Los Angeles didn't even care when the Rams won a Super Bowl. The Chargers are the second most popular team in a city that does not care. And by the way, I always dislike when people say, well, they love winners. Who doesn't? No bleep. No one's like, oh, yeah. I love when my team loses more often than wins. You know what you call that? Fairweather fans. It's always one of the softest monikers when people refer to L.A. as, well, they love it when you win. No bleep, of course. So do we. Yeah, it's like, of course. I've never understood that when it comes to L.A. And they didn't even care when the Rams won the Super Bowl. Let's be real here. They, they did not care. They had no relation to that team. And the Chargers are the second most popular NFL team in L.A. Poor moves all around. Can't wait for them to be crowned the AFC West champion again in the offseason. Can't wait. By the way, we're going to talk more Chiefs and NFL in general. I just find this fascinating. The Chargers are not getting younger. While Herbert's a young quarterback coming into his own, while you can maybe say Brandon Staley is learning on the job, Derwin James, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler for a running back. Those dudes aren't getting any younger. It's not like it's a whole bunch of young pups on the Chargers. Eventually, it's going to have to be rebuilt. And then what? Nothing good has come from their talent-laden team. I don't feel bad. I don't think they felt bad for Kansas City Chiefs fans when they went 2-14. and 14. All right, more news around the NFL sticking in Kansas City. McCall Harmon did not practice today, but you know who did? Jody Fortson and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Uh, Dylan shaking his head back there, shaking his dome, saying no. Why are you shaking your head, Dylan? I just, I can see it now. 
What what can you see? I, I don't even want to speak it into existence. Use your words. Come on, Dylan. Use your words. Let me see it. Let me hear it, I guess. I don't want to see a single snap that isn't on special teams for one of those two. <laughs> And that's all I'll say. Yeah, Jody Forge is pretty good at special teams. I'll give you that one. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> Very with, well played by you. I, I'm with you, by the way. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he's back at practice. I will say I don't mind him on the roster over, let's say, Ronald Jones. It's fine if he's the third running back on your team. Isaiah Pacheco is your first and second down guy, while Jarek McKinnon is obviously the red zone dude as well as third down back. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, in my opinion, though, brings more to the table overall than Ronald Jones. So he is your emergency policy. Having Clyde as your emergency policy is not bad. Uh, He's been good in the red zone this year. As long as he does not take snaps away from Isaiah Pacheco or Jarek McKinnon, I'm okay. If he's on the team, fine. Just don't take snaps away from the dudes who are getting it done. Jody Fortson's more intriguing. I don't know if they will keep the four tight ends on the active roster because Blake Bell's obviously back. Uh, Noah Gray's done a fine job, in my estimation. Uh, He's grown as the season's gone on. I think his blocking has progressed. While he's no uh, Blake Bell in the blocking department, obviously seeing some nice progressions from him. That's huge. But Jody Fortson is an absolute red zone threat. Jody Fortson is a red zone monster. I like Jody Fortson in that one attribute, one one part of his game. I don't know how much Jody Fortune will see, but again, he has been designated to return from IR as well as Clyde Edwards-Alaire. No McCall Hardman at practice, and there's just some interesting interesting things about this because from what I have heard, they thought McCall Hardman probably wasn't even going to need to go on IR. Originally, they thought the injury to McCall Hardman was such that he'd be back in two or three weeks. Well, all four weeks were up. First of January has gone by. It's now January 17th into technically the second round of the playoffs and still no McCall Hardman. Andy Reid said McCall Hardman's pelvis won't practice today. Quote, it's not responding the way he wants it to, end quote. What are your thoughts on McCall Hardman here? Because I, I, I am perplexed. The Chiefs obviously found the injury more severe than originally thought. But this was a situation where originally it was listed as abdomen. Now we're talking pelvis. There's obviously more to this injury than we know because they've been pretty quiet on the actual front of what the injury truthfully is. Do we know like what play this happened or where this happened? Or was this off? Was this... what? Was it appendicitis or any, at any point I, was it appendicitis? I have no idea, man. I feel like I heard that or something. I, he I was think losing it, weight and people. Oh, was, he lost weight, so people assumed it was something like that. I think. And then they said ab- he had to get ad- abdomen illness. It wasn't abdomen right. strain. It was illness, and it was just this whole situation has been weird. But again, what we've heard, at least what I have heard from some sources, was they thought it was going to be about two to three weeks. It's been way more than that. Yeah, and now it's pelvis. I don't know what's going on with McCole Hardman. I feel horrendous for McCole, but this is just a interesting storyline to watch because this is not what I think Kansas City and McCole Hardman originally had thought 
when the injury or illness, whatever it was, originally occurred. Yeah, and it's tough because if we're not going to re-sign him, I, I, I'm not saying I wish we would or wouldn't. Yeah. It, that's indifferent for what this point is. Sure. This is the time where he's supposed to be making. Showing out. Yeah. That's what sucks for him, too. I feel bad for McCall. For Kansas City, it's not the worst thing in the world because this might drive his market down. I would be intrigued to see him alongside Kadarius Tony Moore. When they first were playing together in those limited snaps, they were very explosive together. Keeps defenses guessing. I just do feel for McCall Hardman. Let me ask you this, though, Dylan. Do you think the loss of McCall Hardman, let's just say he's not, he's not going to play in the playoffs. Let's, let's just throw that out right now. I'm not saying he is. I'm not saying he isn't. But the reports aren't looking great, right? So, Dylan, if McCall Hardman does not play for Kansas City, how big of a loss is that for the Chiefs? Uh, I mean, I think it's a big loss in the sense that we were expecting him back as like a plus in the playoffs, like a, oh, we played them and they, you know, we didn't even have blank or we didn't even have McColl or he was whatever. But that, I feel like we've made pretty good hay without him. Yeah. And also in the last Jags game was like, was it Kadarius Tony's like first game? Sure. And we haven't even started using McKinnon and Pacheco as a duo yet. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that we didn't do. And he was out as well for that game. Sure. Here's where I'm at with McCall Hardman. He's a good player. He has a role on this team. I want the best for McCall. But I don't think he's going to be a difference maker if he's back for the Kansas City Chiefs this playoffs. If we go down the list of players, let's let's just say weapons for Kansas City. Let's find out, if you'll agree or disagree with me, Dylan, where you would put McCall Hardman. Travis Kelsey, one. Juju Smith-Schuster, two. And we don't have to necessarily go in order when I get to these next guys. Just saying, would you or would you not have them above McCall Hardman? So, Travis Kelsey, Juju, those two for sure, right? Kadarius Toney, three. I think Kadarius Toney's above McCall Hardman. I'd say they are 1A and B. I, I, I would say at this point, Kadarius Tony's more talented. We've already seen McCall, We've already seen a better connection on deep balls okay. to Kadarius Tony. Me personally, I was very skeptical skeptical of Kadarius. My personal opinion is Kadarius Tony is already above McCall. So there's three. MVS, I would say for sure he's getting more snaps before Harmon went down. MVS was more, I don't want to say consistent because he's also an inconsistent guy, but he had more yards. Um, he, he was on the field more than McColl. So there's four guys above Hardman. Jarek McKinnon, right? Would you put McKinnon as a weapon above Hardman? What he's done? I'd put McKinnon above Hardman. There's five. Would you put Isaiah Pacheco as a weapon above McColl Hardman? Yes. So that's six guys. Justin Watson has been getting more snaps than McColl. I'm not putting Watson above him or Sky Moore. But the point is, if you're going down just weapons that the Kansas City Chiefs have, McColl Hartman's about 6th or 7th. I'm not saying he does not have a role on the Chiefs team. I'm not saying McColl Hartman isn't necessarily a good player. I'm saying how much of a difference does he make in this playoffs, especially coming off whatever he's coming off of. I like McColl. I want the best for him. I just don't think it's an excuse the Chiefs can make if they somehow were to lose 
not having Hardman. Look around the NFL right now. Knock on wood. Chiefs are relatively healthy. The Bengals' offensive line is looking like the Kansas City Chiefs' offensive line from the Super Bowl. It's in shambles. The Bills, without Von Miller, that pass rush is not there. Tredavious White, since coming off of injury, is still easing his way back in. The Eagles have injuries to offensive line. Jalen Hurts, right? Hurts is back, but how healthy is he going to be? The Chiefs, for the most part, I don't want to hear any injury complaints. None. The Chiefs, at this point, things are looking up and going their way. The Bengals, I'm concerned about. Let's get into at least the Bengals and Bills game a little bit here. The Bengals, I'm a little concerned about with that offensive line. I know Novon Miller is a huge loss for the Bills, but let's be real. That Bengals O-line was getting just run through, like a knife through butter. Without Jonah Williams at left tackle, without their other best guard, they're down to, I believe, two of their original starting five to start the season. You're getting eerily close to the chiefs Bucks Super Bowl offensive line. How nervous are you about the Bengals' offensive line and their chances without being able to protect Joe Burrow? Uh, well, he wasn't protected last postseason at all. They yeah. sacked him nine times in the Titans game, and they won that game. Now, you're not going to get to face Ryan Tannehill in this game, so it may come up and bite them. I I don't know. I just – the Bills are – I feel like the Bills can beat them without all those linemen. With them, I felt like the Bengals were the better team. I agree. Now I feel like even without Von Miller – they still have just a good back end on their defense and get coverage sacks. So that's, yeah. I'm with you. That, that, that was it's my gonna, thought it's, process. I, I really wish, and I get why they did the Sunday schedule. Mm-hmm. I really wish this was the first game. I can't wait to watch it. It's going to be so good. To see what the Chiefs have working. Well, is that what you're talking about? Or? I wouldn't say that. I mean, Jags will be tough. No, they got to get past Jacksonville. But, but are, are, is that what you're saying from yeah. that, that standpoint? Okay. Kind of. But also, like, just because it's a really good game. Sure. And if it goes as it's supposed to go Saturday, both of those games, hopefully, will be two-score games. Yeah. So. The Bengals and Bills, I'm with you. I thought Cincinnati was the better team, and I would have actually picked Cincinnati over Buffalo before the injury, especially to to, to, uh, John Williams. That was the injury where I go, no. I don't think the Bengals can overcome this one. We've seen, or we've we saw in Kansas City. You can keep plugging and playing, and next man up on the offensive line. You can try and try and try, and it might work for a while, but eventually it's going to be the straw that broke the camel's back. Eventually, it's going to be too much that you cannot overcome. This feels like it's too much to overcome for Cincinnati. The one thing they have going their way. The Bills' de- secondary has not been as good as it's been in the past. We've mentioned Von Miller, so I don't want to beat a dead horse here. The weapons for Cincinnati are still there, and Joe Burrow gets the ball out quick. Having Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, 
Tyler Boyd, Hayden Hurst, and then Joe Mixon, to some extent, can alleviate a bad offensive line. You have guys who can win their matchups quickly. You have to be honest with Joe Mixon running the ball. And Joe Burrow gets it out quick. That's the one thing and the one way, in my opinion, the Bengals can win that game because that offensive line is in shambles. And I want zero excuses from Cincinnati. I don't want to hear it. We heard it in Kansas City, and we were told, next man up. That's the exact approach for Cincinnati as well as Buffalo. Next man up. Going to the 49ers and Cowboys, this game is really intriguing for a multitude of reasons, but one of them is what happens if the Cowboys get out to a lead? Can Brock Purdy be the guy that brings him back? Brock Purdy has looked really solid. He's been rock steady. Brock the rock. The issue is what's going to happen when they need him to come up with a big play. Can he do it? Because at times under pressure, he looked confused, dropped back too far, throws were off. Now he's got a lot of weapons. But if you get down to the Cowboys, they're finally understanding in Dallas that Tony Pollard is better than Ezekiel Elliott. For the past three seasons now, I've been screaming, give the ball to Tony. He's better than Zeke. It's a sunk cost. Doesn't matter what you're paying Zeke. Tony Pollard's better. They're finally doing it. They can shorten the game. They can control the ball. The 49ers and Cowboys, that is an intriguing game, and I think I'm actually going to go with Dallas, which is going to surprise a lot of people. Frankly. Money line or Yeah, money spread. line. Okay. And, and by the way, Dylan, it surprises myself. I'm surprising myself with like that it. pick. But – I big think, swings, I like it. Well, it's a big swing. I think, honestly, the value's there, too. Yeah. The value's there for Dallas. I'm looking at I'm trying to find it right now. And the reason why is if Dallas gets up and plays like they played from the, what, third, prese- uh, third possession they had on, 10 minutes in and on against the Buccaneers, they're a really good team, and I don't see how the Niners can go blow for blow with Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, again, has been good. But we've not seen him back against the wall. Boy, that is not that big of a swing. I mean, it's a great I, – I now I kind of almost think it's a great pick. It's a plus 3.5, plus 162 money line. Yeah. People starting to listen in. Man. But so wait, basically what you're trusting is that they won't go away from what they've found out. Because I agree, last night Tony Pollard was way better Correct. and running, and they were not going – they was balanced, it felt like. Two things. Dak Prescott got the – Bad energy, the emotions out of the way early. Or he just gave them all to the, uh, their kicker. Brett well, sure. But I think the same thing with, with Trevor Lawrence, too. Both those guys started off the game overmatched, overwhelmed. Duck, Dak Prescott had a drop from CeeDee Lamb. Then he tried going back on that screen pass, right? And it was just spiked. Then he overthrew uh, the next pass, right? And you're sitting here going, oh, okay, hold on. This is going to be a bad game for both teams. Dak settled in and played maybe the best game of his season, if not his career, right? Dak Prescott was on one against the Buccaneers. He got the the yips, if you will, out of the way early. I just think if the Cowboys go up in this game, what's San Fran going to do when they have to rely on Brock Purdy? That's the beauty of San Francisco. 
They're the least quarterback-reliant team of any team, or less reliant on the quarterback than any team in the NFL. They were an amazing squad. Shanahan's done a fantastic job. But if you have to rely on the quarterback in a game you get down in, what happens? When you can't run the ball with McCaffrey or Debo, when you have to throw deep to Debo or Brandon Ayuk or George Kittle, can Brock Purdy do it in known throwing situations? Other thing, and I am a big proponent of these type of little stupid whatever. Who ended whose season last year? Oh, the Niners. Ended the Cowboys ended season. The Cowboys. One of the biggest blunders in Dak's yeah. career, yeah. basically. And Mike McCarthy as a tenure of a Cowboys coach. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a little motivation on that side and a lot of assumptions that it's going to happen again with the Niners having maybe a better quarterback than Jimmy G, if some people believe that. Sure. I do. Um, they're, they're similar. They're very similar. They, yeah. I'm sure they both have the same shortcomings, but Brock just it's feels why they a little- trail Lance. Huh? That's why they wanted Trey Lance. Yeah. They wanted that prototype. Yeah. Um Yeah, I just I, I the more I'm thinking about it, it's just it's almost the same as I can talk myself into this the way I was talking myself into the Bucks winning last night. Sure. And then all of a sudden the game starts and it's like, oh, that's right. Well, you talk yourself into it too because it's Tom Brady in the playoffs. Right. They're, they're, and again, it's not a stupid decision because But are you talking it's yourself Tom Brady into this because it's Brock Purdy? And maybe he hasn't proved himself in that light yet. No, but he I, could. I, I'm talking myself into it, and I'm not a Cowboys guy at all. If you if yeah, you no. know me at all, I'm not a Cowboys no. guy. No. Micah Parsons could wreak havoc in this game. No one can stop Micah Parsons. And it comes down to if the Cowboys get up, that's what I'm believing in. All right, I like it. The Cowboys have put up a lot of points. Dak, Pros- Dak Prescott looked very good at the end of this game. Prescott's also very inconsistent. Is this a game where he he comes back to earth and goes, yeah, I, I forgot, I'm 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 Dak Prescott, or is it a game where he goes, you know what, if I take care of the ball, don't have any turnovers, I trust my weapons, they get it done. Dalton Schultz is a solid tight end. Ceedee Lamb is very good. Michael Gallup is a solid wide receiver too. Two great running backs, one of the best guards in football, and Zach Martin. Offensive line is not what it once was, obviously, right? The Cowboys It's not the vaunted offensive line from three years ago, but still good. I would actually say they're, I don't know. I think that rookie they have plays really well. They have Jason Peters as like a swing tackle. Who got injured. I I, I don't know if he came back in or not. I didn't see. I need to actually look that up because um, the the rookie went from left guard back out to left tackle. Right? Yeah. And then Connor McGovern, not Mizzou Connor McGovern for the Jets, different Connor McGovern. Who was playing some fullback? Two guys with the exact same name. Connor McGovern, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, fun fact for you. Fun fact. One went to Mizzou and one went to, I want to say, Notre Dame. That sounds right. Might be mistaken that one. But yes, there's two Connor McGoverns and both play offensive line. That's awesome. Yeah. So I just think the Cowboys have some weapons offensively. The shortcoming of San Fran has been their cornerback play outside of Traverius Ward, although Ward got burnt by DK Metcalf. I will say, we're not talking about the game when when Ward yeah, shut down Metcalf. Yeah, I mean it's it's you're gonna get burnt occasionally yeah, by elite wide receivers. I, I'm not worried about uh, Traverius Ward. The Jimmy Ward penalty was more concerning to me. That was just a, a a dumb play by a veteran safety. This is one of the most fun, intriguing matchups that I'm looking forward to. The Eagles, the Giants. I know you and I differ here. I think the Eagles take care of business. I don't think the Giants. 
keep it extremely close. Maybe they keep it to seven. But I think they cover. That's it. Is the, is the line six and a half? Let me look. I think it was eight. If it's eight, I I'll thought say them and the Jags had the same spread. Uh, seven and a half. Seven Last and a half. Yeah, I'll I'll say that the Eagles win by a touchdown. The Eagles are a much better team. That bye week allowed their team to get healthier, and Jalen Hurts, the most important situation, the most important uh, aspect of this, to get healthier. The Eagles trounced the Giants earlier on the season. I know you like to pull up Week 18 when the um, the Eagles had some issues, and that was the first game back with Jalen Hurts, right? I know the Giants weren't going all in all that. I, I understand. They're well-coached. Brian Dable is going to get a lot of credit for Coach of the Year. Saquon's been great. Danny Dimes has been good. But there's not enough weapons, in my opinion, for the Giants to uh, keep it extremely close. I mean, Dylan, you're going to tell me Richie James, who's had a nice year, Darius Slayton, Hodgins, is going to go up against his Eagles defense and torch him? I just don't see it happening. It will take a perfect game for them to cover, and I'm just thinking that they're going to kind of come in playing a little hot against a team that's sitting back, and they'll cover. I'm not saying the Giants are going you're to not, win. You're not, you're not sitting back in the playoffs. You're not sitting there going, we're, we're going to waltz all over into the NFC Championship game. You're not doing no, that. No, no, I'm saying they've just, they haven't been playing. They're, they're coming like, sure. when, when you, it's you, like the, the CFL the wide receivers. Sure. Versus the cornerback. I, I just. I'm saying cover. I'm not saying beat. All right. Seven is a lot. You also got to remember when Meek Mill and Dreams and Nightmares. I, w- I do <laughs> get played. The opportunity to change my pick if he's at the game singing that song. Seriously, that, if that run, happens, run out. Then Eagle, I will, Eagles by thirty-one. Yeah, like, exactly. like j- just, just exactly. call it. Just call it. Just call it. No, I, this should be a um, a good weekend of football. I'm excited. That that's just the one one of the games. I'm just sitting here going, I don't expect that one to be as close as maybe the majority of folks. Believe. I could also see that game like. Where you start out, like, what was that team that started out? Oh, the Seahawks. Perfect example. They're doing yeah. every single thing right in the first half. Yeah. And then it just, it's not enough. It collapses. Well, because. I the, could see that being the case. San for Fran that game was just too. better. San Fran right. was just the better team. The Eagles, in my opinion, are just the better team. Although I will say, the Giants have a very difficult decision to make. What do you do with Daniel Jones? What do you do with a guy who in his playoff game looked elite. The one thing I will say, what did Brian Dable do with Josh Allen? What did Josh Allen do under Brian Dable's tenure? Stopped turning the ball over. We saw Josh Allen reel it in. Fewer turnovers, more controlled play. What have we seen with Brian Dable and Daniel Jones? Fewer turnovers, Less giving the ball away to the other team. Playing smarter football. Brian Dable, in my opinion, is the X factor. Brian Dable is getting the best out of Daniel Jones the way he got the best out of Josh Allen. Does that mean they keep Daniel Jones? Or does Brian Dable say, you know what? I can get the best out of almost any quarterback. Give me someone who I think is better. I will bring you higher upside. A higher return. That's going to be the question. 
Let's take a quick break. Come back. More NFL talk. Home stretch here. ESPN Kansas City. Welcome back to the home stretch, ESPN, Kansas City. All right, Dylan, question for you. In 24 hours, you can break this up how you like. You have to do 12, 18, and 24. Donuts, beer, miles. So either in 24 hours, you think you can do 24 donuts, 24 beers, or 24 miles. Then the other one has to be 18. The other one has to be 12. What are you choosing? Oh, man. So obviously the lowest one, I'm going to go miles. Yeah, I'm the same way. So 12. 12 miles. Miles. Yeah. yeah. I go 24 hours. Yeah. 18 donuts and 24 beers. That's what I said. I yeah. think that, that's the easiest easiest option. Yep. I'm not running a marathon. Sorry, it's slightly shorter than a marathon. Ain't happening. Donuts I can crush, dude. Yeah. And then beer, 24 beers in 24 hours, that's child's play. You kidding me? It's a Tuesday. What's tonight? Yeah. It's a Tuesday night. Yeah. Easy. Look at us. I'm glad. See, Dylan, we're on the same page. It's what we do. Getting back into... The NFL, talk a little Chiefs and Jaguars. Are you nervous at all that this Jaguars team is reminiscent of the Bengals team from last year? I got asked this question before, actually earlier today, when I was doing the Stacking the Box podcast with Matt Verderam. I was asked if we thought that this Jags team was going to be this year's Bengals team. What are your thoughts there? On the Jags? Being the this year's version of the Bengals. From last year, right? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. A, a team that's young, for the most part, overachieves. I don't know. They had, like, young players, but their players were... But their defense was veteran. And the young players they had are, like, Pro Bowl-level players yeah. where, like, just Trevor Lawrence, I would say, right now is the... And ETN. You could probably say ETN. And Christian Kirk. Sure. Not Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, yes. Mixon, and that defense. And also, do we also have to choke away an entire half of football? Yeah. So well, th- that's the other thing people just kind of seem to forget is like, yeah, with every well, great comeback. Well, the, the Chargers did choke, choke away. <laughs> right. You know, that's not wrong there. Um, but so did the Chiefs against yeah. the Colts back in 2013 when Andrew Luck was a young kid. Sure. And then they went and got bounced by the – no, was that the Patriots? That was the next year. The next year was the Patriots. That year I think it was the Broncos or the Ravens. Yeah. I said no. I, I, I said no for a lot of the reasons you just said. The Jaguars are a fun team. They're a good team, a well-coached team. I love Doug Peterson, which we'll get to more in a second. But they're not as talented as that Bengals team was. Christian Kirk's great, but Christian Kirk's not better than Jamar Chase. 
Probably not better than T. Higgins. Zay Jones is fine, but Zay Jones is not better than Tyler Boyd. Evan Ingram, solid tight end because he's finally healthy. But it's not the same. ETN, Joe Mixon, sure, if you want to throw those as a wash, I will at least entertain. But Trevor Lawrence is not Joe, is not Joe Burrow. He's just not. There's not going to be a team this year that was like last year's Bengals team. The Jags just aren't it. They're a team that's overperforming. They're a year early, a year ahead of schedule than what they were supposed to be. Now, next year, I think the Jags could be real salty. This year, they're a fun story, a great story, a team overperforming, but they're not quite as talented as the Bengals were last year or even the Bills this year, Bengals this year, or Chiefs this year. They just aren't. I'm not saying they can't win. I'm not saying it's a foregone conclusion that the Chiefs are going to take care of business, waltz into their home stadium of Arrowhead, and destroy the Jags. I'm not saying that. But the Chiefs are a much more talented team. Doug Peterson is a big X factor. Peterson obviously knows the Chiefs organization, not necessarily Mahomes. He was gone before then. But Peterson is a hell of a head coach. He's won a Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles. He's an aggressive coach. The Jags feel like, I hate this saying, I hate saying playing with house money, so I'll I'll phrase it a different way. The Jags have already exceeded expectations. If they lose by 50 to the Chiefs, guess what? Successful season, right? Yeah, who cares? Who cares? You've gotten farther than you were supposed to. You went from Urban Meyer, Chop House, Jaguars to the playoffs. Yeah, you you went from a... 1-1 1-1 from to drafting Laura to the playoffs. Well, seriously, but you went from 1-1 to Lawrence to a dumpster fire in Urban Meyer to the playoffs and winning the game in the playoffs. So if they lose to the Chiefs, who cares? If you want to see onside kicks, if you want to see fourth down go for it, if you want to see two-point conversions earlier on in the game, this is the game for you. The Jaguars will pull out all of the stops. We already saw the Jags in the regular season. You better expect as a defense to play four-down football every drive. Yes. Every and, place on that football field, no matter where it's at. If you the forty, if you hit your your own forty, right? Let's say the Jags on their own forty. Uh, depending on the score and time, thirty could sure. be an option. Fourth and one on their own thirty-five, they might go for it. This is going to be a white knuckle game. Could be a white knuckle game for some Chiefs fans because you're going to see a lot of this. Now, it could also be one of those games that they get over relatively early because they go for it a lot. They don't pick it up. They struggle. The Chiefs force Trevor Lawrence into bad decisions. I just think Doug Peterson is a great coach. This Jags team is fun. They're not as talented, but again, they're not playing for the same situation. They can play loose. They're playing loose. The Chiefs, to an extent, are playing tight. Because the Chiefs, they they need to win this game. If they lose this game, that is a disappointing season. The Chiefs lose before they get to the AFC Championship. I, I think if the Chiefs make the AFC Championship, it's tough to say it's a lost year. I will not say that. I know some folks will say if they lose, lose or they don't make the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl, it's a loss. No, I don't believe that. The Chiefs make the AFC Championship game. That's very, diffi- that's very difficult. Uh, this was the year that the Bills were supposed to be it. I'm not gonna. I'm not. We're gonna, supposed to be yeah. third in the division. I'm not gonna entertain 
But you better beat this team. But you better beat this team. This is like, like I said yesterday, the Broncos, they talk about, like Shannon Sharp still talks about that loss to the Jags when they were the one seed. Yeah. The year before they went back to back with Elway before he retired. Yep. They lost to the Jaguars and Tom Coughlin in Mile High. And he still talks about that to this day. So they really need to win this game. And they need to. I watched the highlights of it, mm. and we were in control. And yeah, the juju hit kind of. Flustered, but but, but Cisco's so. not Cisco's not uh, afraid to hit. No, what I'm saying is like no. he, like it kind of like shook the team a bit. It was also on it a did. third down. It did. He made his punt. It did. But I am begging Steve Spagnuolo, and I don't know what defense you seem to run at the end of the half every time that lets the other team go right down the field and score. But that was what changed the game and made it feel like it was getting closer than it was. Was because the Jags went in there, and not only did they defer and get the onside kick. They scored right before the half and got the ball after halftime. You, yeah, you it, can do that in the regular season. Cool, not gonna matter because you get to play next week no matter what. Yeah, you, if you have a team down in the first half, twenty-one to nothing. Please, I'm, be- I'm God, I'm begging you not to let them score for yeah. the half. I don't care if you call every defense you've been hiding for the last five years to not let it happen. It just seems to kickstart every team that comes back in the second half on us is giving up a before half score. That's really what I'm terrified of. So we can get up by as much as we want. I don't want them eclipsing 20, 21 points. You think is too much for that team to score on us? Sure, but I would also say if the, if the, if the Jaguars score twenty one, even twenty four, Chiefs better win. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You can't give up more than that, though, because yeah. then it's a battle. Then it's a shootout. I'm just excited for this game. The Chiefs. At home, are you rooting for Cincinnati so the Chiefs can have a home game? Or I mean, do, you, do, you, do you care? We all know what's going to happen. Yeah, we all know what's going to happen. The NFL prefers us to go to Atlanta because they're already charging triple what our in-stadium prices are. And also, they'd probably rather the Bills have the home championship game. So I'd actually rather I, I'd be more. I would see us losing to the Jags before the Bills losing to the Bengals. To be honest, yeah, because the NFL. Clearly no, loves the Buffalo no, Bills. No, you're not just doing a, that. Just a wee bit. You're not giving me one of the. Uh, there's no conspiracy. No, there's no. But let's they, turn a blind eye when the Bills play. There's none. You of watch that. the Tom Brady Patriots for a long time, and whenever they're rolling at home, it did seem a little bit like, hey, well, well yeah, because we all we all know the all massive them. market, New England. Boston? The, no, my my point is the Kansas City Chiefs and Mahomes. Mahomes is the golden child. Mahomes is what the NFL wants. That's what the NFL needs. I don't know. Just Mahomes to Tony is a, Romo on Sunday. I get it. Tony Romo went over the top. We talked about it yesterday, so we're going to get too deep in the woods here. Right. Tony Romo, who I typically love, bad day. Bad day for Tony Romo. Mr. January, Michael Jordan, the champs. None of that should be to Josh Allen and the Bills. Bad day. I get, I get Tony Romo. It was a bad day for Tony. I hate when people say, the NFL is against Kansas City. They're not. You know what? You know what's good ratings? Patrick Mahomes being on the TV. Right. You know what's good for ratings? When Patrick Mahomes does the crazy stuff he does, when the Kansas City Chiefs continues this domi- that continue dominating with Andy Reid, who everyone loves Andy Reid. And here's my solace, and here's where I will agree with you, is everyone wants to see a neutral site AFC championship. While we don't like it. Don't you want to see it just a little bit, just to no. see what it looks like? I, I don't Bleep know. Bleep that! I I am a 
I am a call uh, me a hater. I do not want to see the AFC Championship game at a neutral site. That is that is it's ass. It's cheeks, dude. Why would you want that? Why would even you if, want even no, if no, it guaranteed no. we were there? Like yes. they said, hey. Yes. All yes. Right. It sucks. You know why? Then that means if you are the one seed, you will only guaranteed one home game. I don't care if you're Kansas oh, City. Oh, I don't want it going forward. No, 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 no. I'm saying just this year. Like, I, no, I still don't want it. Okay. I, I still don't want it. I, I don't like that. I'll, and you, I you, do want If you are the one seed, game. you only get one home game. I hate that in, in college. Not necessarily in college football as much. Because I, I understand the Super Bowl and the college football playoffs. I get right. the fact that it's one game. World Series, NBA Finals, it makes sense because it's seven games. NHL Stanley Cup makes sense because it's seven games. I understand neutral site. But how cool is it when Arrowhead is rocking or for the AFC Championship game? How cool is it yeah. when, when other teams, when, when let's just say, for example, it's in, uh, let's just say, random team, let's say Jaguars. Let's say the Jags get good next year. They go 14-3, and the Jaguars host a home game in Duval next year. AFC Championship game, they somehow make it there. How cool would that be for them? I am home game. I 100% agree with you. I just think one time it would be cool. I don't want it. I'm not, I, if I'm picking... I'm not if you picking, had your druthers, I'm not, I'm I get not it. Picking this over Bengals, Chiefs, uh, and Arrowhead. I, I I'm know, saying I'm, I'm just... not going to be completely upset that it happened just because it will be an interesting sight to see. They we yeah, may, it's, and hopefully it's a we mini never Super see. Bowl. Hopefully we never see it again. That's it's just awesome. cor- the Super Bowl is so corporate, and it irritates me because the average fan, for the most part, doesn't get the opportunity to go. I've always been fairly salty when it comes to how the Super Bowl has gone about. Even for for an example, college football. How cool would it be to have? It's not going to happen. A college football championship game. Think of it as in Alabama. Think of it as in Georgia. Well, they, they are trying. I know quarterfinals. The quarterfinals. What four games get the or four teams would get home field advantage? I get it. I just think it'd be so fun for that school. I know I'm out of college now. I'm 28. But think if you were a kid in school going to that, it'd be the the coolest experience of all time for you. Yeah. Think if you're an alumni or a fan of that team. I get it. Mizzou's probably not going to get that opportunity. K-State, you might. KU, probably not. I just think it's fun for the school. Just how I think it's fun for the NFL teams hosting. They earned it. You went through a grueling, what now is an 18-week, 17-game schedule. There needs to be more reward for either finishing with your record or else the regular season starts to have less and less and less meaning. Make the regular season matter. That's all I'm saying. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Home stretch here. ESPN, Kansas City. Welcome back to the home stretch, ESPN, Kansas City. You know, the heat is on, Dylan. The heat is on. Like, seriously, this studio is very hot. I'm, I am sweating in here. I'm wearing a flannel. I don't know why I decided to go all country with it, but look at this. I'm wearing blue jeans, a flannel. I was going to say. You cowboy did. boots. Yeah. I'm going out with my boots on. Little, little bleep kickers, you know, if oh, I could steal a term from you there. Dude. These things have seen some legitimate yeah, bleep manure. Also, look at how they're slick. You can't tell. They're very slick. And my my one question is: Is there a way to make boots the bottom, the soles, right? Isn't that the sole of your shoe, right? Less slick. 
I'm slipping and sliding in the hallway. The, the tile, by the way, whoever polished that, great job. That floor is slick. It's very clean. But I'm slipping and sliding like a 12-year-old who puts soap on a tarp. Slip and slide, baby. <laughs> Falling all over the place. I'm trying to think of a way. Like, do I just get an, a pocket knife and cut little slits in these bad I boys? I say maybe a sandblaster or something. <laughs> I don't know. There's probably some guy, if there is anyone out there listening, some guy in cowboy boots that's just punching air right now trying to tell us a good way or a, if we can even, even do that. I think just get some uh, sandpaper. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I love the fact that when people send you spam emails really quick, it just makes me laugh, and they mess up. You know how there's those spam emails that uh, are supposed to put your name in there, and it just says first name, last name, and it still says in the thing, like, first name. And then it goes, first name, I put this many people in a room. Remember, first name, if you don't change. It's like, you couldn't even try and scam me enough to put my real name in here? I'm not buying that product. Are they trying to help a prince out somewhere? Yeah, potentially. It says something about $2.5 billion. Bad email marketing, okay? I'm not going to fall for it. My name's not first name. Second name. If they just would have put your name. They'd put second name. Be, that'd be even funnier if you just put second name instead of first name. Second name? Yeah. That'd be pretty good. Clever. All right, KUK State tonight. Um, been getting real big into college basketball this year. It's fun getting back into it because Mizzou's been pretty good for the most part. Uh, I've been enjoying watching it again. KU's been great. Um, they're just a great team, man. Uh, they're on the road at K-State. Jerome Tang's done a phenomenal job. K-State's 15-2, and 13th in the nation, coming off a bad, I don't want to say a bad loss, but a, a, a bad score loss to TCU in TCU. What happens tonight? Who do you have? Uh, I don't like that they lost before playing us. As a Kansas fan, whenever you play a team that's not as good as the next team you're going to play after that and you lose to that bad team, yeah. you actually play better than the other game. Yeah. So I'm going to go with K-State. I think K-State's going to win tonight, and then we're going to split it when we come back here. I'm intrigued. I want a good game. Um, K-State's done a nice job this year. They've already beaten uh, Baylor, who's decent. They've beaten Texas, who's pretty pretty good. Um, my one question with K-State, are they going to be the team that scores 116, the team that scores 97, or the team that scores 65 and 68? Because if they're in the 65-68 range, they're not winning this ballgame. You're not keeping KU below there. you got to score. KU, on the other hand, they play stifling defense. Interesting that this Bill Self team almost is early on gelling more on defense than on offense. Uh, got to give Bill Self a ton of credit. Gritty Dick looks really, really good. Uh, Jalen Wilson's been a stud all season long, averaging nearly nine rebounds a game to go with 20 points. And then Harris, 6.2 assists per game, really taking care of the ball. But Noel, for K-State, 8.5 assists per game. Tomorrow, we'll talk more. Home stretch here, ESPN, Kansas City.